Are you a woman, person of color, or a member of some other historically marginalized community who's sick and tired of shrinking to fit into spaces that weren't designed for you? If you're ready to surround yourself with people who think big and you want to get inspired by women who are bold enough to write their own rules, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Build Your Own Table podcast, where we spotlight powerhouse women who got tired of waiting for someone to give them a seat at the table, so they built their own. This is an inclusive space where you can come to listen, get inspired, and make some new connections to help you take that next step into living your best life. I'm your host, Nakia Gray. Welcome to the show. Hey, welcome, Tatum. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a part of this. I am so excited for you to share your story. I think that you are just such a powerhouse. I love how you just jump in, you make decisions, you expand, you just keep it going. So I think the people need to hear from Mm -hmm. you. So first, let me just let everyone know who Tatum Ayomi K is. She is an award-winning entrepreneur, executive producer, author, and devoted Christian, which to me is the most important part of all of this. who has committed her life to helping women bridge the gap between faith and business. Her impact as a CEO of Anchor Media includes a global reach of millions of listeners across over 100 produced podcast shows. Through her personal brand, Tatum has cultivated a community of businesswomen who give God full authority to use their business as a vessel for the kingdom. I absolutely love that, and it resonates with me so much. Using the Word of God as her platform, Tatum's prayer journal and published books offer instrumental guidance to boss up in any entrepreneurial venture. Tatum has been featured in several magazines and publications and has been named as a top 30 under 30 in the Washington, D.C. area. You are powerful. Okay. So (laughs) first, tell us, how did you even get started in business? Yeah. So I started in entrepreneurship in 2015. So I had just got out of undergrad. I got my undergrad degree in PR from Morgan State University. And HBCU! Yes, yes. And, I, I, and if I can do it again, I would totally go back to HBCU. Um, but I was working in marketing and I was like, I got my first job out of school. I was like, mm, don't like it. And so I was one of those people, if I didn't like a job, I would get another one. <laughs> it was, I had no problem going to another one. And it wasn't until I had about four jobs in one year, I was like, okay, girl, you're the problem because you can't stay anywhere. Like, what is, what's going on? I was doing some self-reflection. And what I realized is that the, the cubicle was symbolic of how I felt. Like, I felt boxed in. And I'm a very smart person. I don't like to stay in the same place for too long. So I'm always thinking ahead. And so I felt like my ability to go beyond my role was limited to the corporate norms of three to five years. And then you go into the next level and you play this corporate game and all of that. I just wasn't interested. So I decided to go into entrepreneurship. And I've always been exposed to entrepreneurship. Uh, My mother was in a network marketing company when I was growing up. And so I was exposed to her having the freedom of her time. So if I needed her to pick me up from school, she'll come get me. If Even when I was in college, if I needed something, she would bring it to me. And so this new thing of like asking for time off was a little foreign to me. I'm like, well, I can't just go. Like, I don't understand. So it was just a lot of things with um, just the corporate life and what was necessary to succeed in that area that I just didn't want to do. And so when I was trying to figure out what am I going to do entrepreneurially, I just went to what am I passionate about 
And at the time, I really wanted to give back to the community. And I wanted to create for teen girls in my area what I needed as a teenager growing up. And so that's where I started. I, I went to see, okay, am I going to do a nonprofit? Is it going to be a for-profit? And after research, I decided to go the for-profit route. And that's when I started doing my program. It was called the Queen Academy. And so within the first year, we were after-school program. Uh, that's when I got the uh, top 30 under 30 in the D.C. area. I'm speaking at CBC Week, which is a huge Black politician political week in D.C. So it took off so fast. But what I quickly realized was I love the work. I didn't like the business. The business required a lot of pitching, a lot of, and it, pitching wasn't the issue. It was convincing these school systems and boards that they needed a program like this. And it wasn't that I, I was convincing them they needed my program because I feel like, you know, that's a part of it. It was, I was convincing them they needed a program. And I just didn't like that because the need was obvious. And so um, just a lot of the business stuff, even the payment terms, I didn't like getting paid on a net 90 if the budget. If that, because that's the other part of it, that it's like they pretty much dictate how that's going to happen. Exactly. I did not like that. <laughs> so I was like, I have to do something else because the business side of things is just not something that I want to commit to every day. And so I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do? And I realized that marketing and building brands has always been my love. And it's been what I'm really good at. And it's the reason why the business did so well early on. And I was like, well, I'm going to start doing this for more entrepreneurs. So then I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I need to start building a brand online. So how am I going to do that? So I started doing my research. In college, I had a blog that became really popular um, on campus. And so I was like, okay, I could do blogging. I was like, mm, maybe. And then like YouTube was really popping at the time as well as, um, and it still is, but it was really on its rise at that time. And then also like Instagram and social media and things. And I was like, okay, I don't want to do Instagram because I don't want to walk around with my phone in my face all day. I want to maintain a level of still being private. I'm an introvert by nature. So <laughs> Instagram- I would never get Instagram. that from you, by the way. I would never get that from you. After speaking or something, I spend like the rest of the day as a mute. I don't say anything. Like <laughs> I need like solitude. We have our event. I always take like the next week off because I have to recharge from all of that pouring out. And so Instagram and social media just felt too invasive for me. And then also like you got to, y'all probably can't tell, but I don't like to be dressed up and stuff all the time. So I'm like, okay, I got to be on camera. And at that time, you couldn't show up like as a behind the scenes thing. At that time, the way Instagram was going, you have to be glam. You have to have all the things. You have to have the right car. Like it was very much so you had to be put together. So you couldn't have, you couldn't get on there barefaced and stuff like you can do now. It got yeah. out quickly, but that was the standard at the time. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to do that. So then, you know, the option was podcasting too. So I had just started listening to podcasts and I was loving, I, I still love podcasts. And I was talking to my friends about it and telling them about different shows and this little purple app had popped up on our phones and everybody was still trying to figure out like, what is this? And I realized after doing my research um, and talking to my friends and things like that, I realized that my target audience was moving towards podcasting. So I was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity for me to position myself in a, in a place where people are going. Because then I won't have to mm. work Like I'm already there. And I, as opposed to trying to keep up with the trend once it already becomes the thing. Yeah. And a big thing about it 
not only was podcasting become a popular platform, but it was forming its own industry. And that was really big for me because now it's not just another Instagram or Facebook or whatever. It's its own industry with its own rules, with its own benefits and all of that. And I was like, okay, this is the perfect opportunity for me to build a brand online. So that's what I did. I started a podcast and I was like, this is going to be what I'm using to drive people into my business where I'm going to help them build brands and things of that nature. So that's what I did. We did so well early on. I started off with myself and a co-host. So it wasn't even what Blessed and Bossed Up has become today. It was a totally different name. But around this time, I was also growing in my faith. So I was behind the scenes, just reading my Bible, just trying to figure out what is my relationship with God for myself? You know, aside from my parents' faith and my grandmother's prayers, like what does God mean for me? And how do I live this faith that I believed in my whole life? And so in not being one foot in and one foot out, but just truly committing to it, finally. And as I started doing that on the back end, I started to learn how to hear from God. And he began to just show me where I was getting things wrong and really started guiding my steps. And the scripture that changed things for me was a Jeremiah 1.5, where he said, before I formed you, your mother's womb, I knew you. And that really sat with me because I'm like, well, dang, if he knew me, then what am I out here trying to figure out stuff for? Like. <laughs> Maybe because, you know, when you're growing up and, and you're in school and all of that, they always teach you that faith and business are supposed to be separate. You know, you don't talk about religions and politics at work. And so that I was conditioned and I had to be deconditioned as I was growing in my relationship with God. And so when I came across that scripture, that was like the trigger point because it directly contradicted what I have been conditioned to think. And so from there, I really just decided or uh, committed to God and allow him to lead me. And from there, one of the first things that uh, he instructed me to do was to change the podcast. So I started doing it by myself, switched over to Blessed and Bossed Up. I started talking about, because before we talked about the journey of entrepreneurship. So then I switched to starting to talk about the journey of entrepreneurship as a Christian and really allowing yeah. God to be the CEO of your business. And so the messaging was similar, but just a lot more targeted at that time and a lot more on track with what I was being called to do and what I was going through at the time. And what people needed, right? Like you yeah. weren't the only one that was probably conditioned to think this way. Yeah. So many of us felt that, but we didn't really have Tatum there to tell us that it was okay or to explain to us or remind us of the scriptures that we already know, right? Yeah. So that was an opportunity that you seized because you saw that there was definitely a need in the industry. I think that you know, I will say, and, and I have been following you for probably around that time when you made that shift. Mm -hmm. I will say there are a lot of people in the space now, but yeah. I can really remember back then, 2016 and 17, there was not a lot of people in that space giving that. I mean, now it's a lot more, but I think that you were one of the pioneers to say, look, we're Christians, but we also can make money and we can be in business and we don't have to, you know, be like Superman and like change in the um, telephone booth and be a different person. You right. can allow yourself and, and allow your faith to help you in business, which I think is just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And at that time I felt alone because I, again, I like you, I didn't see anybody else that was doing it. So I was really just like holding my breath every time I went to record an episode and at that time, I felt like an imposter because in addition to changing the podcast over, the business that I had started the podcast to support, God told me to shut it down. And I'm like, well, who am I? I essentially have no business 
but I'm on this podcast talking about faith and business. And I put out like a couple products at that time. So I wrote my first book and did my first prayer journal. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are products, but like, I really want to build enterprises. This is not yeah. like what's happening here. And I was frustrated. Um, and that took me through like maybe a two year period of really just going through that season where God had to build me up for what he was calling me to do. And I didn't look at it as like a training period. I looked at it as like punishment or torture. That yeah. I just didn't like, really- where are you? What is happening? <laughs> I'm the most faithful I've ever been, but I'm making the least amount of money I've ever made. And I'm the most frustrated I've ever been. What's go- this don't feel or sound right. Um, but I just committed to it. And so after like two years of God really like dealing with me and just molding me, um, that's when he told me to start Anchored Media. And so I want to put a pin right there, Tatum, because I want to make sure that that everyone catches this. So when you started your podcast, your podcast was simply a marketing tool yeah. that you were using to generate leads in your main business. Yeah, that's it. And then you shut that business down. You had a podcast that was driving people nowhere because the business that it was there to support was gone. And you then started a new business to help other people build podcasts. Mm -hmm. And the podcast is not even about podcasting. So I'm kind of like, well, again, this is kind of going against my structure here, God. Because if this was about podcasts, this would make sense. But I'm talking about faith and business. Oh, but also I help people with podcasts. It just didn't feel right. But it's worked so well because not only am I able to help people build podcasts, but those same women who are listening for faith and business, they're called to start podcasts as well. They are business owners and are seeing the benefits of podcasting and the industry is continuing to grow. So once again, I'm already there. You know, you don't have to. You were there first. I was there first. People are teaching people how to start podcasts, but they get real slick. So they'll say, start a hit show, start a top podcast, the top of what? And what does hit right. mean? Like, let's define these terms, but they can't because they haven't gotten a certain place yet. Yeah. Right. But I can talk to people about building the show that not only funnels people into your business, but that's a product in and of itself with sponsorships and yeah. that's making you money and all of these different things. That's that's top of the Apple podcast charts and, you know, things of that nature. And so while I felt like I was just being punished, God was working on me, but also allowing me to grow my platform organically so that when I did introduce Anchor Media, it didn't take time for it to, to kick off. It kicked off within uh, like immediately. I think my first event, I introduced it with our first podcast retreat and it sold out in two days. And then I said, well, let me do another one a couple of weeks after that. I want to see if that sell out too. So that's what we did. And then that one sold out too. And we've been doing it year after year ever since then. And so it just took off and the sponsorship started coming in and all of these different things that just truly, truly took off. And so I'm grateful that even though it felt like it was a torture season, it was preparing me for what was next. And what I love about it, and and I think all of us that are in passion-centered purpose-driven businesses, we all understand that it's always bigger than us, right? And so even in that season, that is what equips you mm-hmm. and qualifies you to be able to help other people that are coming along that journey. You can prepare them for that time mm-hmm. where what you're doing. And I think I don't know a business owner that hasn't felt at some point whether what they were doing truly, they really felt aligned in it. 
And um, I think that we all go through those seasons and that's part of the growth of business. But if you, no one tells you that, right? So you are experiencing it. You think that you're the only one that has gone through it. But for people that come to your retreat or who are going through your programs, just by you sharing your story, they know to anticipate and to understand that this may be where I am right now, but there's so much more coming on the other side of this, right? And so that's what kind of qualifies you for. So at the time that you were going through it, it wasn't just for you. Mm-hmm. It was for all those people at those sold out retreats mm-hmm. that are going to hear you share your story and say, okay, because they may be feeling that too. Even what you said about, you know, getting a job, like we all are taught, go to college, get get a job, get you a good job. Mm-hmm. And for many of us, it that just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like that's what it is that we're supposed to be doing. And so to see you, I mean, I need you to talk to me some more about the faith that you had to have to just start your own business a year out of school. One thing I've always been is bold and decisive. And I've always been that way even before I knew the Lord. I, When I say I want to do something, I'm going to go after it and I'm going to be unapologetic about it. That's always been a part of my uh, personality. And so starting the business wasn't hard. Going full-time was the hardest part. And so beforehand, I uh, hired a business coach. And so I worked with her. I'm like, okay, what does this actually look like? Because I'm smart. Once you tell me what goes into it, I could take a little bit of information and make a lot out of it. And so I was like, okay, what is going to go into really being able to live off of this business? And so I went through like a year of that coaching program and just learning what went into it. And I was like, okay, I think I'm going to do this. And actually, that was also around the time where I was growing my faith. And so I was preparing to leave my job. I was preparing to do it in maybe like July or August of that year, um, 2017. And God told me to do it a few months before. And I was like, oh, hold on, hold on. I've been preparing. I've been I'm cutting my expenses. I'm cutting my living expenses. I'm doing things in my business to make it as inexpensive to run as possible. And I'm cutting back all the bougie things that I like. So that I could be able to not be homeless. And so God told me to cut it off or to jump earlier. And I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. But when I thought about it, I'm like, well, if I was to leave when I was ready, then that would mean I did it in my own strength. So if God was calling me to leave and it was confirmed multiple times, I'm going to just do it and we'll see. Because he said that his word won't return back to him void. So let's just see. And that's faith. You know, faith is confidence in things hoped for and assurance about things unseen. And so I have to be confident and sure of the God that I say that I serve. And so because I had that instruction, because we can't just be making our own decisions. And right. Faith, and I don't know. <laughs> it has to be obedience. And so everything that I was reading in the word shows the benefits of obedience. And so if anything, I was doing myself a disservice if I was to keep following my way. And so I decided to just make take that leap of faith, and I did, and it and it, it worked out, thank God. <laughs> and so that same leap of faith is what strengthened my faith for the next one. I remember during that period where I shut my business down, um, God also told me to go on tour. I'm like, whoa, 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 tour for the podcast, four different cities. I don't have the money to be traveling to four cities. It's myself, one other person. Uh, I think it was like myself and three other people who were all going. And I didn't have the money for that. Like I wasn't, I had my journal and my book. So this, what were you doing? Live tapings of the podcast? 
in, in each city? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Live events. And, ooh, are they expensive? They so I'm, <laughs> I'm signing contracts for money I ain't got. <laughs> All of these different things. Like, if this don't work, I am going to jail. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what in the world? So... Uh, that hurt every time I signed stuff that I had like a knot in my throat. So I decided to go and I signed all these contracts before the tickets went on sale. So we put the tickets on sale. People were buying. So once we got through the first stop was in uh, Dallas and the room was packed out. I mean, and what was so amazing, the AV guy from the hotel was at the altar getting prayed for. Like the cameraman that we hire at the altar is women laying hands on each other and all the, like it is the, it was the most out of body experience, mind blowing thing I've ever seen. And it's like a photo of me at the end. And I kind of had my back turned because I was, I can't look at this no more. <laughs> and I was just sitting there with my head down, just thanking God crying. And so then my husband had came over because he was there. I don't go nowhere without him because he makes sure I'm taken care of. So it's a, a picture where I'm sitting like that. He comes over, he just lays his head, like his hands on my head and just started praying for me. And I was just sitting there and like, God, you don't even, I'm about to cry. <laughs> I was bawling my eyes out. I was like, God, I don't even have the words. And so after doing the first one, I was like, okay, I can do this. So then we went to, where was that? We went to Dallas, Atlanta. We did one here in the DC area and Chicago. Every city, room, people being delivered like so many miracle signs and wonders happening in every single room all because of your obedience yeah during that time I had just introduced anchored media and so then the two events sold out so before then one of the things God was working with me on when I shut my business down was really just my my pride because I was like oh, I'm gonna be a full-time entrepreneur I'm be a millionaire by 30 I'm about to build this at a time like, okay, my next step, I'm going to build this six-figure business. I was real focused on the money and the success and all the things I wanted. And so he was dealing with me with that. So during this, this time, we do this tour, we sell out these events. And so around the end of that same year, my husband is a CPA and he's our accountant. So he sends me like a G chat because when he's like at work or something, we chat on uh, Google chat during the day. And so he's like, I think you want to see this. And so he sends me a screenshot of our accounting system and we had surpassed the, the six figure mark. Wow. And I started crying because <laughs> I knew that God had changed me because I didn't know. You, you weren't, you weren't chasing that. I wasn't you weren't even looking for it. Wasn't even checking. He had to tell me. And, and I was usually the one like looking like, oh, we just closed. We got to make these sales and all of that. But I was so knee deep in obedience. I wasn't even watching the shot clock. <laughs> you know what I mean? God. I love that. I love that. I was so knee deep in obedience. I wasn't even watching the shot clock. What a place of freedom mm -hmm. to really be able to walk in that and to know that you are doing the work of the Lord. Yeah. You're doing his work. And when you do all these other things, it'll just fall right into place. Yeah. And what's so funny is I, I almost teared up the other day. So my marketing manager was kind of like my right-hand man, because most of the stuff we do on a day-to-day -day is marketing focused, because we got our own brands, we work with podcasters, but our, what we do mostly is marketing so their shows could uh, grow and things like that. Mm -hmm. So she's like my right-hand person and helping me with everything, very integral part of our business. She came to the DC stop of the tour 
And she got saved at the event. Was she your working with you at that time? Oh, I didn't know her. She found out about the podcast through some, whoever, came to the event, got saved at the event, maybe a year after that. Because I didn't know none of this happened until I met her a year later. A year wow. after the event, God tells me to reach out to her and just, I'm thinking it's more of a mentor thing. And he said, reach out to her, exchange information. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe be a mentor or whatever. So I've reached out to her and as I'm talking, I'm learning about all the skills she has. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm trying to build like my internal marketing team. You looking for a job? She was like, yeah. So then we started working together and she's been such a blessing to my business. And everything that I was looking for with, you know, hiring and interviews and all of these things, it was my obedience to do the tour that she got saved. That led her to you. Her. Exactly. And mm-hmm. it, once I've seen that enough times, Whatever God will be to do that, it's whatever. <laughs> it's whatever at this point. <laughs> One thing that I am enjoying so much in doing these interviews is that I don't know these things. So I don't didn't know any of this stuff that you are telling me. But one of the things that has really stood out to me is just how, because I can relate to it as well, how you burned it to the ground and started over. Like that is the stuff that all these people on Instagram that's giving you their highlight reel and telling you about, you know, these overnight, what you believe to be an overnight success. You don't know that people literally walk away away from something that was successful. You know what I mean? It's it's not like at your first stab at this, you weren't making any money. And so you just were getting rid of that. You were making money. You were, you had a successful business. You said, this is no longer aligning with what God has for me in this season of my life. So I'm burning that to the ground and I'm starting over here, totally unfamiliar, totally no proof that that's going to work. And it's going to lead you to what you believe are your goals and all those things. And you did that out of just pure obedience and just walked in faith and look at how things just aligned for you. Yeah. Look at how many people's lives are changed because of your obedience. I think that is just so powerful. I think it's so powerful. So talk to us about this empire. What else (laughs) have you expanded into? And what else do you plan to expand into? So my big picture, I want to build a media conglomerate. So I want to have a lot of things going on. So we're starting with podcasting, but my mission is to fill the airwaves with news. So that's what we want to do. Uh, the media is so fear-based, it's gossip-based, all of these different things. So I want to touch all forms of media. So new media, like podcasting or social media, but also television and books and all of these different forms. Because media writes the soundtrack of life. Yeah, The media sets the tone of what everybody thinks, feels, and talks about. And so I really want to infiltrate that industry for the kingdom of God. And that is a lofty goal, but I told you I was bold (laughs) and I'm going to go after whatever it is that I I want to do. And so that's the the big picture goal. Right now, podcasting just continues to grow into a multi-billion dollar industry. And I'm very, very passionate about being able to help people of faith get their voices out there. Because a lot of times, they have these beautiful messages, these wonderful stories, but they just don't have the skills to turn that into a marketable show that people want to listen to for them. Because 
Mm-hmm. Everybody is just out for themselves when they're consuming content. They want to be educated. They want to be entertained, but it's always going to point back to what they want. And so if we're just building things that are testimony based and that feel good, but are not, you don't go to extra mile to make it relevant to who you're talking to, then nobody's going to hear it. And then how effective are you for the kingdom of God if nobody hears you? And so we're really passionate about that right now. And so we're just trying to continue to grow and helping uh, podcasters. Also, I wanted to to expand into the real estate market. So we just bought a commercial property this year that I'm super excited about, um, Anchor Media Studios. And so we started this new business where we'll be able to build these um, studios in major metropolitan areas where people are going to be able to come in and create and collaborate and learn and taking everything that we do in the online space and being able to do that in a physical space, all for this bigger mission of filling the airways with good news. So that's the big goal. And I'm always looking for ways to expand and to create impact on an even bigger level. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So we've heard a lot of great things um, about your journey, but certainly that has not come without some strife and some business lessons. (laughs) (laughs) So if you had to tell us the one most painful lesson that taught you the most over this journey, what would you share? The most painful one, a lack of confidence is expensive. (laughs) It is crazy how much money we would pay to avoid dealing with overcoming ourselves. Anything that I've wasted money on is because I didn't trust that I was able to be able to do it. And I've wasted a lot of money, like hiring, you know, this person to do marketing and this person to do that. But when I could have done it, you know what I mean? And I have a client right now where um, we were doing their content recording. So we're doing like their podcast as well as like all of their digital marketing. And so she has gone through so much and she was like, oh, well, this isn't going to work because she was like, she wasn't confident in like how she was showing up. And she did such an excellent job as we were recording content. And I was trying to tell her, like, no, you're doing great. But she couldn't see herself the way we were seeing her. And so she was like, no, I know it's terrible. So whatever I have to pay you to come back to do it all over again, we're going to do it. I'm like, I'm not going to let you do that because you did a great job. But she was just willing to throw any amount of money to avoid something that she's obviously called to do. And I've been in that place as well to where... Even with the podcast, I got a, a co-host initially because I wasn't confident in showing up on a microphone myself. So how how much more could God have used me if I would have just done it right the first time? Yeah. Every single time that I wasted time and money, it's been because I didn't trust what God is trying to do through me. And that's been the hardest lesson because after you learn it, you can't get that money back. You can't get all the time. Exactly. And so it's, it's, it's super expensive and it's painful. And I don't, and I've learned that lesson many a times and it just gets more expensive and more uh, time wasted as, as it goes on. So that would definitely be the most painful thing. I love that you shared that because I have to share this. So I was talking to one of my clients today and she said to me that she has made more money in her business because of the investments she has made in getting legal advice from me. And I said, really? You got to tell me more about that. I need to hear that because I need to be sharing this. And she said, you know, it's amazing to me 
how much confidence plays a role in this. She said, I am going after things. I am saying no to things that don't align. I'm saying yes to things that I would normally have been afraid to do. I'm using my voice more because I'm more confident because I know that my stuff is in order. Mm-hmm. And so she said, I'm, I'm willing to walk in doors that I may not have been willing to walk in before. And I, I'm walking with a level of confidence. Mm-hmm. And, so, and she said, and you gave that to me. And I was like, did I do that? Wow. But, but the, and then to hear you say on the flip side, when you lack confidence, that also, it can be a waste. That's a waste of, of not only time, energy and money. Mm-hmm. So having confidence, I can, I totally can relate to hearing you say that having had that conversation earlier today. It, it is so true. And I know for me, oh my God, I don't even want to think of how much money <laughs> I have spent because I am second guessing, double dutching, mm-hmm. um, needing that security, that, that safety net, that other person that you know, you're like like your co-host, and, and really, you don't. You you've already got everything that you need to succeed, and so I love that you shared that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Good. So Tatum, tell us where can people find you? I am certain that people are going to hear this and say this is exactly if they don't know you already, because I feel like everybody knows you. <laughs> um, so many clients I have have heard me on the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, and that was probably years ago. Just recently, somebody mentioned it, that they heard me on your podcast. That was 2020. So, I, I know. It was a while ago. Yeah. It was a while ago. It was, I think we were in the pandemic. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So tell us, where can people find you? Yeah. So my Instagram is Tatum Tamia, T-A-T-U-M-T-E-M-I-A. My website, TatumTamia.com. That's like the hub for everything I have going on. So the faith side and the podcasting side, you can find it there. Perfect. And are you still doing those retreats? Yeah, we do them every year. But we also have some new things that are coming out for people that'll be available year round to help them with their podcast. So yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I so appreciate you. Thank you for, for joining us. It's fun. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, remember to hit subscribe and head over to buildyourowntablepodcast.com to stay updated and connected with me. I'm Nakia Gray. I'll see you next time.